You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Got off that highway, found a place to park. Hello, hello. This is Marjorie Alford in the Chirp studio with Matt Barron, songwriter and frontman of the Chicago group Young Man in a Hurry. How's it going? Hey, Marjorie. It's going really well. So the band started when you and your doctor, Meyer Horn, began discussing music and then began jamming. Um, Obviously, for most people, a doctor-patient relationship is a little awkward. How did you (laughs) two uh, transcend the realm from like, hey, this is my body to what are you doing tomorrow night? It's so strange because Meyer Horn is a dermatologist in Chicago, and I had seen him for many years, and we'd always talk about music. And at the time I was playing drums in a band and I hadn't seen him for many years and returned to Dr. Horn. And we exchanged recent CDs that each of us had made him drumming and producing a project. And then myself, a educational rock band that I do. And we both liked each other's music. And I just reached out to him and I hadn't done grown up music in a while. I do this kid's band called Future Hits. And so I thought it might be fun to start playing some grown up music again And then I just reached out to him on a whim to see if he wanted to jam. And we had a lot of fun and scheduled the next one. And it kind of snowballed from there. So from there, you added bassist Nick Harris and cellist Teddy Rankin Parker. Obviously, when you're rounding out a band, a bassist makes a lot of sense. But what made you decide that a cellist was what your sound really needed? Again, with the bassist, we were seeing that the songs that Myra and I were working on could really benefit from pursuing an actual full band. And so... Of course, a bassist is great. And then I had recently befriended Teddy, and he was really actively playing a lot at the time with Iron and Wine, and he had just gotten off a tour with Primus. So I was really starstruck by these other bands that he'd played in. And he and I had become such good friends that I went out on a limb and just said, hey, I'm kind of doing this project. Would you be open to it? And he agreed. And it just really helped open up the band's possibilities by not having uh, another guitar, another synth, and having this classical instrument. And Teddy's also an avant-garde cellist, I would say, an experimental cellist. So he has a lot of those cool sonic palettes and tendencies that I lean towards as a listener. So I was really excited to have that kind of caliber of a talent and also a palette to choose from as we were fleshing out the songs. Very cool. So you mentioned you work on a project called Future Hits, um, which is described as academic, social, and emotional benefits for children. The band has released three albums and performed in hundreds of classrooms here. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about the development of this project and how these two projects coincide? I was teaching English as a second language for Chicago Public Schools as a resource teacher, meaning I didn't have my own classroom. So many times I would be going into a classroom to assist the students that were designated for me who needed additional support in learning English. And in order to make them feel more included at the group level and also to create stuff that would benefit the entire class, I started writing songs that taught about the literacy themes for that given week or social emotional learning themes, developed differentiated curriculum so the kids could execute their learning at their level. And then that grew into a band with Emma Hospelhorn and Ben Sutherland and eventually Nick Cabot. And we're actually about to release our third record and how that kind of dovetails with Young Man in a Hurry, which wasn't intentional to have the grown up band called Young Man in a Hurry. But what was always very fulfilling for me about future hits was that I didn't have to compromise the arrangements or the musical ideas when it came time to Young Man in a Hurry. 
I was able to kind of bring in that spontaneity that I learned from writing songs for kids and that sometimes it's like I needed to teach a lesson. So you just got to write the song. Don't wait for a bolt of inspiration. Just sit down and do it. And then also seeing how I could use more conventional chord structures and experiment with those in in different ways in this iteration of a grown-up band. So it's been a lot of fun. I love all my bandmates in both bands, and I'm just really thankful that I get to do both projects without sort of uh, compromising whatever artistic sensibilities I might want to do in either. So you had mentioned you were an English as a second language teacher and you have now fully transitioned to music (laughs) as your full-time project. What was that transition like and how did that work out for you? It's sort of like an indefinite sabbatical, you could say. And it's been really wonderful because in this time, Young Man in a Hurry has not only been preparing to release our debut record, we also were able to write and record another new record that we recorded this summer, as well as an additional EP uh, in the fall uh, with all different sorts of musicians involved in addition to our, our core members. And we'll see as time goes on what what that'll look like in terms of a day-to-day life. But for now, it's been really fun. Your upcoming album, releasing on Coach House Sounds, is titled Jarvis, and this is actually named after a real human being you know and appreciate. You describe him as an infinite symbol of unconditional love, timelessness, and unfazed joy. How does Jarvis feel about <laughs> his name being on the, on this upcoming album? Well, he's thrilled, and it's not just his name. It's him on the cover art and the liner notes, and uh, Jarvis is a guy that I met uh, through friends a few years ago, and and I actually uh, rent out the garden apartment of his building down in the West Loop in Chicago. And he's sort of served as a as an angel in my life and and took me in at a time when I really needed a place to a new place to live. And so this this record is kind of an homage to to him personally, but more just the spirit of him as how one person, even if it's somebody you might not know that well, can really turn into somebody that makes a huge impact on somebody's life. And then with the unfazed joy, he's always got a smile on his face. He was a horse trainer for many years. So the cover image is an actual massive sized photograph of him. And uh, we scan that high res. I brought this massive, massive photo to this, this big old scanner down in river North. And so, yeah, he's sort of, uh, all over the record it's a literal and a, a figurative uh, homage if you if you will she's like all the rest of us don't grow away started playing music at a young age and it seems to have been a constant throughout your life. Do you have any other creative outlets that you continue to pursue? This year, again, with, with having all this time, I've also uh, developed about 15, 24 by 36 chromogenic uh, photographs and gotten them framed and plan on doing some sort of photography show. My fiance, Whitney, and I also acted in a film and I've also taken up very, very crude, uh, uh, rendering, just not crude renderings, but crudely drawn pictures, not crude pictures, but crudely drawn pictures 
And uh, some of that artwork is actually going to find its way on the second Young Man LP, which will come out hopefully in the next 12 to 18 months. As a creative, it can be really hard to find balance in your life because we have a lot less structure than other people. Uh, As we met up today, you mentioned you spent some time meditating in your car. Do you have any other practices you use to kind of help you keep yourself grounded uh, while you live this strange, not quite normal nine to five life? You know, one thing I actually got into after years of resisting it was this practice of morning pages. And I... Once my fiance Whitney moved to Norway for grad school, I committed to doing that whole book uh, and all the activities involved in it. I started that in August of 18. And I can honestly say, you know, these past couple of years have been the most creatively fulfilling of my entire life. And the reason I did that finally was I was listening to Sound Opinions and they were interviewing this guy who'd written the screenplay for Rounders. And this guy was a avid practitioner of the morning pages. And so I'm like, well, if this guy can do it, and he's so creatively successful, it wouldn't hurt to give it a try. And one other thing I like to do is always try to create opportunities for fun. And I always ask people that I meet or even friends of mine, what have you done for fun lately? So I'll make sure that I get to the movies or go to a play or if it's warm enough, uh, finagle someone into playing Frisbee with me, which I always keep one in my trunk. So I think for me, especially with unstructured time, structuring in time to take in arts and and play and creativity. And having worked in a school for so long, I really got to see as an adult how important spontaneity and play and just kind of having fun and not really caring what other people think. In your video, Give Me Patience, you are seen compiling shots of the band playing with very normal everyday shots of like kids and dogs and frisbee, as you've mentioned, is a hobby of yours. Can you explain to me what you were trying to convey with the imagery and the lyric combination of this song? The director of the video, Brian Vandenboss, is a good friend of mine, and and he directed the aforementioned film that Whitney and I uh, starred in this little art house 10 minute short film. We just wanted to kind of capture what it looks like at a rehearsal And Meyer's twin daughters happened to be uh, hanging around the house and uh, they were curious as to what we were up to. And at the last second, we were like, do you guys want to be in the video? And with the dog, the dog's always roaming around the the home and also in our in our space. So it was really just kind of a spontaneous thing that all came together like that. And none of us knew that Teddy was such a great juggler and he's juggling these rocks in the video and. And then Meyer at one point said, hey, what if we go on the backyard uh, turf and do this like Mumford and Sons kind of like hoedown hootenanny setup? And we all were like rolling our eyes like this sounds so odd and not really, you know, our aesthetic. But we went out there and did it. And we just were smiling and having so much fun. Uh, just the video kind of shows that uh while we want whatever it is we want to happen in our lives, there are things we can do in the in-between to create joy for ourselves. And they're often simple things like having pizza or throwing a Frisbee. (laughs) Fantastic. This has been Marjorie Alford with Matt Barron of Young Man in a Hurry. Catch their album Jarvis out March 27th. Thanks so much for joining me, Matt. This was really fun, Marjorie. Thank you. You can find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next. I wish that every little answer would come faster than my